Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time to get going. 6.30 this morning on the Morning Drive. It is Wednesday, the day the work gets done. Uh, Brandon writes in this morning. Morning, guys. I originally said this was a four-win team this year, so my expectations aren't exactly high. So please give me a couple of reasons to have confidence that we have a chance to win if you have any. I'm going to assume like this week against Texas. Give me a couple of reasons to have confidence that we have a chance to win. Well, first off, you're just because. Okay, I'll be a sunshine here just because you're bad one week on offense doesn't mean that you can't get better uh so you you definitely i think you could say you had two bad weeks offensively um but you know maybe maybe this is the week you start to put some things together offensively uh i you know texas has questions at their quarterback position maybe maybe that comes into play your defense has played well Okay, um, you're playing at home, where uh, you you know should have a great crowd and should bring a lot of energy and all the above. And we all know there's been times where you probably didn't have, probably shouldn't have been in games that you were in and that you won at home, just partly because of the great at- atmosphere and energy mm-hmm. there. And so I think you're getting closer, or you're getting back towards. Back when it was a tough place to play, and you saw upsets happen here, and so I, I mean, I absolutely think that that can factor into this. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you today that I'm picking that I'm going to pick the Red Raiders to win because I, I doubt that's going to happen. But I'm also not going to sit here today and tell you that I think there's no chance, no chance whatsoever. Okay, because I do think there's a chance. I mean, again, upsets happen. I get that they're favored. I, I I get that they should win this game, but uh, I mean you you're you're talking about a young offensive unit, and I, I mean I'd like to think the team's going to keep getting better and better as the season goes along, and so you know maybe we start to see them turn in the right direction this week. I was going to start with the defense and and saying that the defense could give you a chance to win this game. Obviously, the offense can't have the turnovers. You got to stop turning the ball over. You know, if you, you can, if you can stop turning the ball over, then that then that gives you a chance. And then when you're when you're in a position to score <clears throat> in the red zone, you've got to get sevens and not threes. And <clears throat> I think they've done a pretty good job of that once they've got inside the red zone. One of my questions just now. Yeah, is I don't gonna, think that's been a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, but Unfortunately, you haven't gotten to the red zone enough. Enough, yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my questions was going to be for you. Do you think North Carolina State is a better team than Texas? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I do. Um, so, if if they're a better team than Texas, um, and you look at what transpired against North Carolina State and how you held them down early, you know, to get to a couple of field goals, you had the pick six, obviously, that was not on the defense. So, kind of goes back to that stat I told you about yesterday with, you know, the number of points and how Tech has done a pretty good job when they've had the ball, when the, the other team has had the ball not on the on the plus side. You know, you've done a decent job of getting stops. Mm-hmm. 
you know no i I think you've been better than decent in that area i I think those quick turnarounds i think you've been really good so really good so given all that i think that i think that gives you uh, a chance all right this from the ace foreign center chat line uh technically he followed through with what he said and used both quarterbacks in game three however it wasn't in the way that he inferred at the beginning of the season but only in trash time He's getting tripped up by his own words, and it's going to cost him in the wrong run with the media, public, or players, maybe all three. Tripped up by his own words. Okay. You agree, uh, disagree. I think he's going to have to be careful. I, I think he's going to have to be careful um, on that. Because I I think that um, I think that, that could happen. Absolutely. You know, when especially when you are emphatic about what you how you say things. Mm-hmm. You know. If, when you're emphatic and enthusiastic, uh, you can get sometimes caught up in your words, and sometimes that comes back to haunt you. I, I mean, I have my own experience to deal with that. I think all of us do. Yeah, yeah that's probably but, fair. But I, but like just the rest of us aren't always saying things publicly like right. he like he has right, to. Right, right. But but I also think even those that are just you know regular citizen Joes, like mm-hmm. you know most of us, those that speak more. Uh, or speak more emphatically. See, I would put myself in that category, and I would not put you in that category. I think you're a good thinker before you speaker. I am not a good thinker before I speaker. Okay, but I think you are measured sometimes, and and you you're well thought out. Sometimes I kind of fly off the cuff, and that that's what makes you fun. It gets me in trouble. Makes <laughs> and you that's fun. what's going to get him in a little bit of trouble um, as well. Uh, somebody else says this, and this is, I, I don't know if this is even possible to do, Jamie. Need to keep both of them happy in this new transfer portal world. I get that. I, I mean, I totally understand that. And I think they did a great job in the off season mm-hmm. of managing that. But at some point, it has to be about, and I'm not suggesting you're not at this point. But at some point, it has to be the number one focus is to win football games, not to keep backup quarterbacks happy, right? Yeah. And if you're playing a backup quarterback just because you want to keep him happy, again, what and what could have been the plan to use them last weekend? Unless it was on a trick play, okay? The plan to use them both. And I have a hard time thinking the plan was to blow them out, and so... We were going to get him in that way. Okay. I just don't know how you could look at North Carolina State and think that you were going to blow them out. No, I agree. So, w- what scenario do you see where the plan was to use both of them? Yeah, I. I so, that I, I, there's I, where you run into your, your I'm saying, on that, you're Jamie. saying things that people don't really believe that you mean. 637 this morning here on the morning drives yeah okay. or, or you're getting not, caught up or you're getting caught up in the emotion next thing you know saying. we're gonna all start making jokes about um you know what, what was beard's favorite term um it, nobody respects them more great <laughs> hall of fame coaching staff yeah you players know. that will play on the next level yeah when we played slippery rock state jv okay i mean you don't want to come across as fake yeah like he did yeah and everybody figured it out yeah yeah uh somebody says this i test morton had a spark start him i i don't disagree with the the spark i i thought he did i thought he just had a 
I don't know, a different kind of energy to him. But let's also take into account he was playing he was playing again and against a prevent defense at that point, and and so it was a little bit of a different deal. But I did. I thought he looked great. I, I really did. I I liked his. His demeanor—he looked like he was confident. He looks like he—he he looked like he was ready to go. As I said earlier this week, if if we'd come in on, and coach would have announced on Monday that he was going to start Baron Morton, I wouldn't have looked at it as a terrible decision. I still would lean towards Donovan at this point, just because of the experience level. Mm-hmm. Um, not like it's a huge amount, but it's more than Baron. But I, you know, those guys get to see him in practice every day. They see what's going on. I don't, so I wouldn't have thought it was a terrible decision to go with Morton with with the Mar- Baron Morton. But um, I don't know. I really do. I said it at the beginning of the season. I say it now. I I, I know Donovan has struggled struggled the last couple of games, and the offense has struggled as a whole. And I don't think it's all on him. I think all three quarterbacks are good. I think you can win with all three. We showed that last year with Donovan. I mean, he had games where he was really good. But unfortunately, he had some stinkers, too. The Oklahoma State game really comes to mind last year. And then we've seen back-to-back here. Um, you know, I think you, I think all three are good enough to win. You're good enough to win with them at this level. Uh, but you just you got to cut down on those turnovers. That's, that's the huge part. You can... You can accept a guy, oh, he was a little bit off, he was inaccurate or whatever, but you can't, you know, you can't give up pick sixes and you can't keep turning the ball over. I, I wonder um, if, you, if you could get this uh, information. I wonder what, how they perceive the strengths, if they perceive the strengths of these two quarterbacks being the same, but I wonder if the weaknesses or the undeveloped part are different. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words... Does Morton do a better job of Smith at this, but his weakness at that is worse than Donovan Smith's weakness at the other? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a that's a that's a I watch these guys in practice every day kind of yeah, question. Right, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, Six forty this morning on the morning drive. The stay in sports history is next. Big plays and even bigger laps. If they get seven out of those two things, game over. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not winning you're not winning that game at at all. This is the Morning Drive podcast. Uh, basketball players who don't wear the same they, shoes, the shoes that right. match the uniform. Yeah. Okay, yeah. match the color scheme of the, the team they play for. <laughs> From Double T ninety seven three. On the Morning Drive, the Stay in Sports History is next. You could say that all of these guys are big fans of Earth, Wind, and Fire, Chuck. Okay. Because in 1956, New York Yankees set a dubious Major League Baseball record, mm-hmm. stranding 20 on base. Mickey Mantle did hit a 500-foot-plus home run, but the Red Sox would win 13-9 at Fenway Park. Okay. 1970, Oakland A's Vita Blue no-hits the Minnesota Twins 6 to nothing. 1971, the American League... Okay's the Washington Senators move to Arlington. Hmm. So, not quite, but in theory, happy birthday, Texas Rangers. <laughs> 1973, New York Mets go into first place at 500 after trailing by more than 12 and a half games. Wait a minute, they were 500? They were 500 and leading the AL East at this point. And uh, yeah, they would go on to play in the World Series. In 73? The, the Mets? Yeah, it was 73 because it was Willie Mason's last year. There we go. 
Also in 73, Nate Archibald signs a seven-year contract with the NBA Kansas City Kings for $450,000. Yeah. This, this seven-year total, I think, was $450,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the seven-year itch right there. Disappointing considering how cool of a name he has. Tiny? Well, Archibald. Yeah. I just think it's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tiny was a good one, too. You know, he, he was like it. I mean, he was like the star of the show. Mm-hmm. 1980, L.A. Rams' Johnny Johnson scores on a 99-yard interception return. 1986, New York Jets beat the Miami Dolphins 51-45 to in overtime, a record 884 passing yards in this game. Ooh. 1990, Oakland A's Bob Welsh becomes the first 25-game winner in 10 years. Mm. It was kind of like his one year where he was really good, too. He didn't have, like, a great career. He did not. Unfortunately for him, his off-the-field problems really were a detriment to his pitching. He was a Dodger. He He had a big drinking problem, and he overcame it eventually, but it cost him. See, I didn't know any of that. That's probably why I didn't have those consecutive great years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys did, drink together and, a lot? No, no. Huh? but I mean, and, <laughs> I mean, and he, he, it was, it was, it was, it was public. He made, he made it public. I mean, this is not, it's not something. I mean, he tried to help others too, um, mm-hmm. as as a result of that. So he was like CC Sabathia, like it came to mm-hmm. a head, and then he kind of, and then he kind of made it public. Yeah, that is if if memory serves me correct. Yeah, he it it was not it was not positive for him. I mean, he, he would tell he probably would tell you that he drank away some of his talent there. Yeah. And in 1991, USA Basketball announces the Dream Team for mm-hmm. the 1992 Olympics, and I am willing to bet Jamie Lint can name the entire roster. Oh, uh, probably not. Let not anymore. Okay, so I'll start with the hardest one, Stockton. Okay, Mullen. How how many guys? Stock- oh, I don't know. I don't have the rest. Stockton, right. Mullen, Bird, Magic, Michael, Chuck, Robinson, Ewing, um, Leitner. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to get Christian Leitner. Did they say Michael? Did they say Scotty? You didn't say Scotty. You said Michael. Scotty. Um, who have I missed? Feels like all of them. Mullen? I said Mullen. You said Mullen. I think I could name them all. Clyde? Drexler wasn't on the first one, was he? Was he on the second Was he on the second one? I think he was on the second one. Maybe. I feel like we're missing somebody, but I don't know who we're missing. Maybe he was on both. I feel like I did, too, because I feel like there was only, like, ten names. There should be 11 or 12. Anyway. They were good. That was so much freaking fun, man. That was the coolest thing ever. You might want to call that the biggest flex the Americans could do in an Olympic event. You just... Oh, man. I, I have a friend who told me once that he was... Happened to be where they were training and this guy's a coach and they let him hey come in and watch and he got to stand there for 10 or 15 minutes and just watch him scrimmaging can you just imagine did i say magic i don't know if i, I said, think magic. You said magic 
I don't mean, think you did. I, I think, yeah. Matt, yeah. Did you get Bird? I don't think you got Bird. I said Bird. Like he was like second or third. Okay. Um, I mean, it just, can you imagine just watching those guys, just see those guys scrimmage and talk awesome. smack to each other? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would almost be better than watching them play in the gold medal game. Just to see those sure. guys out there sure. going up and down the court. And sure. Have you watched the uh, oh, Magic versus Michael scrimmage that happened that it's the greatest game no one watched? No. Um, it's because it's just basically practice video. And uh-huh. it was like the younger group uh-huh. playing Magic in the older group and neither one of them wanting to give an inch yeah. in any yeah. way, shape, or form for yeah. who was the best player and whose time it was. Yeah, it's fantastic one of the best things i i saw from that era is when john stockton was there in barcelona doing uh on the street interviews asking people walking by about the dream team (laughs) and if they had seen any of them (laughs) and so finally he sees one guy wearing the dream team caricatures Uh you know like the big heads little bodies okay and he so it's got all the players on there and I was like, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? And he's pointing at Michael and Magic. <laughs> all these different guys. And he points at himself. He's like, what about this guy? Is this this guy? And the other guy was like, no, never, never seen that guy. <laughs> he's standing there talking to him. <laughs> uh, did you say Tim Hardaway? Uh, he wasn't on that one. He was on the second one. Because he, somebody said, what's Tim, Tim Hardaway? He was he on was the second, second one. one. Yeah. 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 You know, I just, I just remember uh, with regard to that team, the – a bit of the controversy or uh, you know because at that point in time i mean you're going now all pro as opposed to the college player but i mean you you had to because that's what you were going up against you know with the other countries um it was just kind of a it was the obviously the tipping point in terms of olympic basketball uh for the united states it was you know we had lost an olympic gold we didn't win the gold and it was like okay enough messing around yeah we're sending our big dogs yeah we're gonna, and we're gonna squash the rest of you fight fire with fire here. and they did yeah, yeah and they did uh it's national pecan cookie day uh, i'm out eh. i'm i'm in happy birthday to stephen king who's 75 please don't write any more books to scare me bill murray 72 david coulier 63 Nicole Richie, 41, Faith Hill, 55, Luke Wilson, 51, John Kitna is 50, and Cecil Fielder is 59. And on this day in 1780, during the American Revolution, American General Benedict Arnold meets with British Major Mm. John Andre to discuss handing over West Point to the British in return for the promise of a large sum of money and a high position in the British Army. The plot was foiled, obviously, and Arnold... And a former American hero becomes synonymous with the word traitor. And don't be a Benedict Arnold. That would be the traitor. traitor. Right. No, I got it. I got it. And that's this day's sports history. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, With regard to Bob Welsh, here's here's the thing that was uh, significant. In 1991, he and uh, Peter Vesey's dad, George, wrote a book called Five O'Clock Comes Early. Um... And it's a Cy Young winner recounting his greatest victory, which basically chronicles his uh, battle with alcoholism. Uh, It it was truly the first time uh, an active athlete had openly discussed a drinking addiction. And Mm -hmm. the thing about Welsh was that makes him significant is he's a guy that, um, you know, in 1978 struck out Reggie Jackson as a 21-year-old in the World Series. And he was truly a phenom for the Dodgers and then kind of drank his way out of that team. And then um, 
He did win a World Series with the Dodgers in 81. He did uh, pitch for the A's in 1989 uh, when they uh, won. In fact, he was the starting pitcher the night of the earthquake. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And then uh, he would also be in uh, the 1990 World Series. Uh, That was a series they lost to the Cincinnati Reds. So, Real quick, Clyde was on that team. Clyde was. I think I continuously forget him. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas not on the team. Remember, Jordan made sure he was not on the team, paid him back for um, some wrongs served on early in MJ's career. And Leitner definitely was on that yes. team. He was, it was a big controversy. Mm-hmm. They, they took one college player and they took Leitner over Shaq. And everybody thought that was the craziest thing ever. I think I, always, I know Drexler was on the second team, and I always forget he was on the first one, too. Yeah. I think I continuously forget Drexler. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. I mean, I could wear a good-looking suit, and I could speak eloquently for it on his behalf. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. And then you'll take your uh, remote, and you'll push the button. Okay. And then magically the game will appear. Mm. From Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with uh, Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Gates Flooring Center chat line is open. You can access that via the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. All right. Um, this from uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line with regard to Christmas lights. I would rather put shut my fingers in a door than put up lights, so I have fought it hard for the last three years. Goodness. Rather put your fingers in doors than put up lights. That's... That, that's a seems a little harsh. That seems a little yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How about just one finger in the door? I mean, they're like fingers, plural. Yeah, I mean, as I as I suggested to him, there now lots of local businesses mm-hmm. that'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. Lawn companies that during the right. winter months do that. Right. right. Let's hire right. one of them. Yeah. Right. Check. Make it go away. I have no idea how much something like that costs, but I don't. I, I don't hate putting mine up. So it depends on how many lights you put up. Sure. There you okay. go. There's a certain amount per foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. That they, and each bulb is about a foot. Did you know that? I think I had that idea. Yeah. The, yeah. the difference between uh-huh. each bulb is uh-huh. 12 inches. Mm-hmm. So count the number of bulbs, and that's basically it, plus tax, plus a little bit of labor, plus, you know, mm-hmm. a little tip for the guys that do it, and then, then they'll they'll take good care of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember you for the next year. <clears throat> Tech in Texas on Saturday. Let's uh, hear from Coach McGuire. He's here's what he says is uh, UT's strength of their team. Definitely, their strength is what he can do with his skill players, um, and he has a lot of skill on that team. And so, really excited to play against him. Um, I mean, he really is one of the best player callers in the game. And so, I know Coach DeRuder has some history. You know, just being uh, uh, in on that side of uh, the nation and in the Pac-12 uh, at different times. I know they have some history together and knows him, and, uh, you know, he has some great things to say about him. Maybe the, the, the guy that's the, the, the chief amongst them that has the skill is Bijan Robinson. You know, the, he's, we've seen him before, unfortunately. He's pretty good, man. 
I don't know who you saw before that was him, but he's really good. No, that's what I'm saying. We've seen him before. <laughs> oh, against the Red Raiders. Yeah, okay. yeah, we've yeah. seen we've seen him yeah. before. He's is terrific. My, is my is my point that uh, now the know. the good thing is that you've handled the run pretty well so far. Your defense has done a good job in that regard. So I, I gotta believe that he's public enemy number one for the Red Raider defense this weekend. In three, <coughs> excuse me. Three games so far this year, 51 rushing attempts, 324 yards. Uh, he scored five touchdowns. His longest is 78 uh, so far in the season. He just has that explosive speed that once he hits the hole, if you don't get him and stop him, he gone. Yep. He's he's gone. And, you know, the, the, the question may be more than anything else is, you know, who's going to start at uh, who's going to start at quarterback for him? You know, um, as it seems like a, a lot of people feel like viewers could be back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the. Would you like to see him, one. or do you do you care? I don't care. Okay, I figured that's what I figured. Mm-hmm. I figured that you would, you would, you would say that. I, uh, I mean, a head of lettuce like that, I'd prefer not seeing that. He's got a helmet on. It'd be better than if he doesn't. He's uh, so far on the year twenty-five of thirty-six. Has thrown an interception. Has thrown a couple of touchdowns. Um, 350 yards, 359 yards passing. That was uh, just so, a, so in, the, in the two weeks. Two two games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks, two games. And as far as uh, Hudson Card is concerned, um, he's played in three games so far this year. He is uh, 58 of 86, and has thrown for 702 yards, three touchdowns, and 46 was his longest. Uh, touchdown pass or pass of the season uh, so far. I think I'd like to see Quinn Ewers just to see what he's all about. You know, I'm not in, you know, not, I don't mind playing, seeing the backup, but it, I I don't know that if it's 1A and 1B, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think you, I think they would say all things considered, if we had our full strength, uh, our full strength is Quinn Ewers at quarterback. Yeah, I, I would just prefer to see the one that's going to help the Red Raiders win. Right. No, I'm, I'm yeah. so which one's going to throw the interception? Which one's going to throw the pick six? Which one's going to, one thing's for sure. Um, one of them's going to get introduced to Tyree Wilson. Um, he is uh, so far having quite the little season for himself as um, he had 11 tackles and three and a half tackles for loss against North Carolina State. That's so a big day against a good team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he just continues to improve his his stock and his name. And of course, as as we're going through the season, you know, offenses are going to try to design plays to stop him. So that means that somebody else along that defensive front is going to potentially have to step up if if teams try to do something to take him out of the out of the play. Yeah, you would think as as he continues to have success early on in the season that we're going to see teams that try to double him a little bit more, maybe keep mm-hmm. him back in to chip a little bit at him as well uh, to keep him from being as big of a factor. So hopefully that opens things up for other guys when we start to see that. Uh, Grayson says this, I would like to beat yours because all of the people I talked to say losing him cost them the Bama game. So we'll we'll see about that. Here is uh, Coach Joey McGuire on where UT has improved since a year ago. 
the one thing that they have improved on definitely, uh, you know, Pete, it's his second year as a defense coordinator there. Uh, they're playing better defense. Uh, you know, he's doing a really good job. Um, you know, they're, they're uh, sound, they're, ta- they're tackling better. Um, and, you know, they added a piece, uh, you know, as an analyst with a, probably one of the best defensive minds in college football and Gary Patterson. And you can definitely see, um, you know, there's an influence there. Um, shoot, I watch a film and, you know, you see him on the sideline taking notes. And, and uh, so, you know, he's a good friend of mine. You know, Coach Perry and Zarnell uh, both worked for him. And, you know, and they say, you know, that's one thing they say. You can see um, that he's definitely – uh, there to, to really consult and they're playing de- better defense and you see why they're, I think they're a better football team than what they were last year, especially at this point. Yeah, it, it, what'll be interesting to me is um, aside from this this game with regard to Gary Patterson, uh, are they playing better defensively? He's known as a defensive coach and will he be a head coach again? I mean, there's there was some, there's some rumblings about him in Nebraska, but there's rumblings about a lot of guys in Nebraska. You know, Urban Myers rumbled to be in the Nebraska mix. You know, and and uh, you know, other other coaches around the around the country. And that's a that's a big job that is going to pay a lot of money, and they're going to have high expectations. But uh, would probably surprise me to see because he's sixty something years old. You know, they do they feel like they've got to you know go a little bit younger, and you know, a guy that <clears throat> maybe is a little more hip to the world than you know a sixty year old guy that. 60-something-year-old guy that's stuck in his ways. Yeah, I'd be shocked if Gary Patterson yeah. was a major D1 head coach again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, think really I would, surprised. too. I think I just think people are going to go after coaches that are younger and, yeah. you know, have the, you know, the recruiting energy and all that kind of stuff. I just yeah, don't those think... 60-year-old people, they're just, they're just ready to be put out to pasture. Well, I don't care who you are as head coach. You got to have a, a really good staff around you, that, and obviously they're a major factor in the recruiting as well. So, I mean, you can still have a sixty-year-old as the head coach, and they they have a younger staff around mm-hmm. them that makes it work. But I was trying to be funny there since oh. I'm sixty-one. Oh, soon, okay. You know, nobody's mm-hmm. going to hire me to do anything. Uh, <clears throat> they're trying to put me out of pasture around here anyway. <laughs> I know not of what you speak, so I just keep quiet. Every day, I just feel like getting shoved further and further out the door, Jamie. Oh, really? No. I'm just, yeah. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So when we moved your desk outside, that wasn't a clue? I know, right? Okay, just Right, checking. right. You know, the next clue for me is when it doesn't work to get me into the pearly gates here. Send well, me off to other gates. I had a little I, trouble getting in the gate this morning. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's a, a bit of a challenge <laughs> for me. It's not pearly. No, they're black. Uh, the more resources teams have to use to slow down Wilson means less resources to block other guys or one less tight end or running back. You have to worry about coming out of the backfield because they have to stay in to block. Mm, makes sense. As, as I said before, hopefully that opens things up for other guys. Okay. You got a question for us? Sure. Okay. Save it. Save it. We'll get to it here in just a second. It is uh, 725 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Tech in Texas, Saturday. Optimum Game Day Live coverage presented by United Supermarkets begins at 7 a.m. Saturday morning with the Saturday morning quarterback, a review of the high school games from Friday. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. That's me, man. Wow. 
highly, you know. Impressive. <laughs> this is the Morning Drive Podcast. I'm like the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Because your kids don't want moms? My, 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 my oldest is a senior, and I think we... I think we made it through without paying for a single mom. Wasn't the guy supposed to pay for the mom? Oh, I don't know. From Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. You got something for us to remember on this 21st day of September? I don't know if I do or not, but I'll ask you a question. Okay. My question to you today is, and sometimes I I don't like these kind of questions, but it seems like it fits (laughs) Beautiful. Seems like it fits today. Okay. 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 If you could only have one or the other, what are you taking? A victory for the Red Raider football team over the Longhorns on Saturday, Mm -hmm. or a sweep over the Red over the Longhorn basketball team this year? Oh yeah, Chihuahua man. (laughs) Winning on Saturday versus Texas. Your new head coach gets a signature win at home in front of a sold-out crowd. Sign me up. I realized that sweeping the basketball team would be awesome. You did that last year. I need to win over Texas at home since 2008, please. I, I agree with Jeff. I would, uh, if you're giving me one or the other, saying one's guaranteed, I'll take the guaranteed win over the Longhorn football team, signature win, opportunity well, to have does, the. Why does that even matter? Why, why Jeff, and Jeff said, oh, you, you get your signature win for your football coach. I mean, well, I think like, you'd be we're Texas. doing it for him? No, you're doing it for all of us. <laughs> Yeah, it's. No, you didn't but, get one with Wells. It's, I don't, it's hard to point to one with Kingsbury. I mean, you could, and you all get, of his were on the road if they were. It's a, a home home victory gets everybody fired up. It's yeah, a, that, yeah, that right. all of the. Yeah. But but to do it for Joey McGuire doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, it's as it's, much it's as I for, love Coach McGuire. I mean, the, it's it's for the program. I mean, yeah, it's, it's for the program. I mean, and he's what it means the for program. the program, yeah, or what right. it means for the what, fan base to have fun and right. be able to talk smack to Longhorns. And, and actually, what I was thinking about more than anything else, Jamie, uh, besides all of that, is that. You'll have a bunch of Christmas cards that'll go out this year with the Tech Texas score. And see, I, I got it. I got. I knew. I knew I was going to get this. Sheesh, sheesh. But 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 it's important. You've really received one of these. I have. Yeah. I have. How many? Not many, because we haven't. Not many. Not many. Not any. Since I mean, you talk about these all the time. <laughs> Like, like every day, not like every, every day in the mm. mail, he's getting one. Mm. You know, with a picture of somebody under the double T scoreboard. No, just the score, of the scoreboard. Just and the, how long ago was it? Well, in two thousand and eight, probably. So it was the Texas game. <laughs> <laughs> probably got one in two thousand and two, as well. We won that year at home. You know, we need one last signature moment for the double T scoreboard before it goes the way of the wrecking ball. Wow, jeez. Mm. I'm with you guys. I'm I'm 100 behind the I, football team winning this weekend. It, it I just think that that it means uh, it would be huge for Coach McGuire's recruiting ability absolutely to be able to sell that mm-hmm. one. We're on the road. We're okay, we're we're making we're making progress yeah. and all that. I I didn't love how you guys portrayed it. It's like we need it for Coach McGuire. No, yeah, I mean, no, we, the fan base in his program. Yeah, but I mean, if the head coach is doing well, you assume the program is doing well, and having something you can recruit with <clears throat> helps. And being able to recruit against Texas with that is a nice little chip. Uh, I I I just think it would be massive, and 
as much as I would hate to see Chris Beard walk out of the USA with a win, that would be painful. Um, He's going to at some point in time. Sure, uh, sure, that's fair. You know, but I probably so. maybe, but I mean, maybe not. Um, I, I will just, <laughs> I, I will just say this: I, I would take my chances with basketball because I think you're going to be pretty good. You know, this doesn't necessarily saying that you're going to take two losses. It's just you're going to take your chances in basketball. Well, it was kind of like one or the other. So you were, if you were going to win in football, that means you wouldn't sweep in basketball. Oh, uh, well, see, I thought I kind of the way that I took it is, I I took it from the standpoint of, well, if you win in football, then we're going to kind of roll the dice with basketball. Okay. I took it as the not sweep. Yeah. Okay. And if yeah. you told me that the Longhorns would sweep Tech in basketball, I would still make that trade for a win over football in front of a sold out crowd. When you combine both audiences for both games, it doesn't equal the sold-out crowd that you will have at Jones Stadium this weekend. No. I, I, I just think it would be massive for the basketball, or excuse me, for the football program. Massive. Sure it would. To, Absolutely. To get a win like that. Plus, I, I mean, it might be the last time we see him here. I think it is the last time we're going to see him here. There's a good chance. Yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, barring... And this will not happen. Oklahoma and Texas saying to the SEC, you know, we're, we've kind of had second thoughts on this. We've got, we got cold feet. We're not, we're not going to go through this. Did you ever have a friend have cold feet when they were getting married and say, eh, I don't think I'm, I'm going to do this? Did you ever I know say- somebody that should have. Thanks, I'll be here all week. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> um Did you ever have any of your friends decide to say at the at the last last minute, like sixty days out or thirty days out or something like that, going, eh, I think I'm I'm out. When I was in college, I had a female friend who not my girlfriend, who was engaged and was getting married over the Christmas break mm-hmm. and uh came back came back from the break and uh saw her you know in class and was like hey how how was the wedding and the honeymoon and all that good stuff and she's like eh and i decided not to do it i was like okay that was the last thing i said (laughs) okay wow yeah that's i mean that's pretty cool is it yeah well i mean well good for her good good for her you know Good for her that she recognized that this was a bad deal. Maybe he recognized that it was a bad deal. And, yeah. You know? And they they didn't have any other, you know, yeah. things that, you know, got, uh, you know, lost in the wash, so to speak. Going back to the... Well, her, like her all the money her parents had probably spent at that point. No, I get it. I get not it, good but, for them. But she probably... <laughs> they probably said to her, better, better you not marry this guy and have... 30 years of unhappiness or produce three kids and then have, you know, 20 years of, you know, just angst mm-hmm. as sure. opposed to sure. as opposed to short-term pain, long-term gain. Yeah. Just uh, wish that she, her parents probably said, I we, wish you could have figured this out a few months ago. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Going sure. back to the question, uh, the other line that goes with this, if Texas Tech beats Texas on Saturday, do you like their chances of making a bowl game more? 
I think all of us would say yes. Absolutely. If Texas Tech basketball gets swept by Texas, are they still making the NCAA tournament? Yes, but not as high a seed. Yeah. Are they still making the? We're talking making postseason play. Yeah, but we've gone beyond that. Doesn't doesn't mean as much. You're right. Yep. This this one has bigger implications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said, Jeff. Uh, This from the Ace Flooring Center chat line. I called off my first engagement less than thirty days out. Best decision ever made for the both of us. Yeah. See, there you go. Uh, Mike says this, McGuire from the top ropes. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. No, no doubt. I wonder if he was talking about one of us. Somebody, somebody <laughs> Chuck? said. <laughs> no, I know he wasn't talking about you, okay? Because that woman is a saint. My woman? Yes. Yeah, she is a saint. You're that right. woman is a saint. No doubt. No doubt. And, and she gets reminded of that pretty much daily by... Yeah. It's funny when everybody says that to her. You're a saint. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like, wait a minute. Do you, do you feel like, okay, here's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. If she decided to pick up and leave tomorrow, mm-hmm. you think you'd have a hard time finding another suitor? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd find anybody that would want to put up with my mess. No, no. I no. think that. I think I'd probably just be. I'd just kind of try to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in starting over. I don't think there's. I don't think there's another one that would put up with me. Yeah, I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, I. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm really uh, interested in starting over. Could just. Try to figure it out as best I could. Right? Go live a happy life in the woods, Chuck. (laughs) No, I don't think I could do that. Oh, I think I could. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know that you. I know that you feel like you could. I don't want to. Uh, let's see uh, this person says I've spent a lot of money on football tickets I'll take the wins at, at Jones Stadium all day every day you know right recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day but I'll bet you many of his coaches probably haven't they're like who is this what is this Mayberry that you speak of right this is the morning drive podcast sign me up get your popcorn ready <laughs> from double T 97 3 Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and DoubleT973.com. Uh, here's a little trivia question or trivial thought about uh, September um, from uh, the band I call Soil Breeze and Blaze. 99.99999% of Americans call it Earth, Wind, and Fire. But I've always called them Soil Breeze and Blaze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it mentions on the 21st day of September, and there's a couple theories about why it's called the 21st day of September. The songwriter, Maurice White, says he chose the 21st due to how it sounded when it was sung, which makes perfect sense. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. His wife, Marilyn White, claims that September 21st was the due date of their son and that's according to the lyricist uh a lee willis okay so there's a little bit of a disconnect there. yeah yeah a little bit of <clears throat> disconnect there between the or a little bit of a husband and wife disagreement yeah yeah right 
It's kind of yeah. like this show. Yeah, right. Which is fine. I mean, a little bit of a disagreement. A little bit of a disagreement. We've had, we've had this has been a disagreeing week. We've had conflict, <laughs> conflict this week. We're not in lockstep, but that's okay. That makes it that makes it better. That makes it better. Um, anyway, so, so I have to ask, who moved? If we're not in lockstep, who moved? Hmm. I probably moved farther away. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie that would be the safe place to go. <laughs> Jeff seems like uh, Chuck seems like the willing to work it out guy, and oh yeah, I'm I seem like so. the. Uh, I'm very much willing to work it out. You know, some people like, say that that's the saying: uh, if at first you don't succeed, mm-hmm. um, try, try again. And, yeah. you know, my kind of motto is if at first you don't succeed, quit while you're only behind by one. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm a guy that likes to work things out. I try to figure, figure out a way to make it work. But I think I can make it work with you. <laughs> I uh, think so. Chuck, do you have disagreements with the lucky lady? Um, she has she has disagreements with me from time to time, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some things that she's not fully engaged with or on board with or you know or i mean she might she might have occasionally once or twice said i don't like you very much right now chuck hines i know i know then that that's mm-hmm. that's serious that's serious stuff problem has been <clears throat> you know she doesn't like the tone of the bell that he rings you know he feels like he's doing it with like yeah. this really fast pace that shows mm-hmm. frustration mm-hmm. and she would just like it at a slower pace you know to just Hey, whenever you're whenever you're available, we're ready for our ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> but when he shakes it like he does, no, that, no. that means that like he's frustrated. <laughs> he's frustrated. Get here quickly. What are we waiting for? What are we doing? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> Eight eighteen. It's all in the morning. tone of your bell ringing, Chuck. Right. It's tone of the bell ringing. Charles Michael Hines. Yeah, Charles Michael. Uh, well, you know, when my mother says that, then you really know it's time to talk turkey. She would always say, "I left at my I left at myself the other day because I actually called myself my middle with with my middle name." Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really mad at myself. I guess. Were you? <laughs> I remember what it was about. What I remember saying my full name. Yeah. Wow. To yourself. <laughs> to myself. <Wow. laughs> Just like your mother would, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Zach Kitley is the uh, offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. He was asked on Monday about his quarterback, Donovan Smith, and what he needs to work on for this week's game against. Yeah, you know, I mean, clearly there's some stuff we still got to work on. Uh, you know, I think he battled all game. Uh, you know, you know, one of them sacks, you know, unfortunately a running back missed the corner blitz right in his face and, and he just gets hit. Uh, one of them, they had a perfect play call defensively for our press protection that we had for that specific play. Uh, and, you know, there's a couple that he probably wants back that we could have gotten the ball out of our hands quicker. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is we got to protect the football. Um, you know, I'm sure y'all heard it by Coach McGuire. You know, if we're, if we're turning the ball over two or three times at, at my position, at that quarterback position, it's going to be hard to win games. So that's the biggest thing we're trying to move forward with, just protecting the football. I, I wonder, and I'm being serious here when I ask this question because it's, it's going to sound a little silly. Um, but I wonder, how do you do that? With a, with a guy that's only had a not even two handfuls of starts. You know, how do you 
do a better job of protecting the football because it's the interceptions. You know, is that, hey, we need you to be a little bit more conservative or we just need you to run the play that's called regardless of a blitz coming at you or we need you to, you know, think a little bit. I mean, it's it, the, the world's pretty fast, you know, when you're out there on the football field. How do you, I wonder how you, I wonder how you do that, keep from turning the ball over. You remember a few years ago when Jet Duffy was the quarterback, uh, it felt like the play calling had to be changed a little bit mm-hmm. to maybe not put him in those situations, which we all felt <clears throat> was a little bit frustrating because you didn't feel like you ever really opened it up or really aired it out or you didn't show a lot. And so I think that's hard to do. Uh, I mean, you you got to trust your quarterback to be able to make decisions. And if he can't make those decisions, then it, that's part of the reason why you say, okay, we're going with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm not suggesting that they're there at this point. I'm just, the reason I bring that up is I just, I think it's hard to, hey, you're our quarterback, but we're not going to let you do anything. I mean, it's just difficult to make him a, you know, a robot out there. He's yeah. got to be able to make decisions on the fly and, and quick decisions and all that kind of stuff. Now, um, you know, there are certain things that that maybe you cut down his ability to audible and maybe you do more of the stuff that we hate so much, right? Where uh, everybody look, gets to the line of scrimmage and then looks over at the sideline. I mean, as fans, it all—it's a beatdown, right? Yeah. Okay, and that the also dog stuff. <clears throat> that also keeps you from going fast, right? Because mm-hmm. you're doing the opposite of that. But uh, to answer your initial question, I think the the way you—I I mean, you talk to him about it, number one. But at the same time, I think it's a lot of film study of the next opponent. When you see this from this defense. They like to do this. Be ready for that to happen. Don't get fooled by because they bring a safety into the box that he's only going to be there for the run. He might just be showing that and dropping back. And I know that was a simple version, but like something to that effect. So a lot of film study, a lot of prep for the next opponent. When you see this with their defense, expect this kind of stuff. And hope that he can soak that in and feel comfortable so when he's out there, He's not confused, and he's not being fooled by things. And, I, I mean, I, I think there's that. I, you know, again, I, I think our wide receivers could help a lot. Okay. I mean, I really do. Yeah, I, I think our receivers have been part of the problem as well. I, I don't think – Hey, Jeff, you can shut your mic off if you want. Would you want to run his Sorry. Um, <laughs> My apologies. Somewhere I pushed a button that shouldn't have been pushed. Right, we got that. I'm going to go walk away now. Monkeys and footballs. We talk about turning it over, you know. How do we, how do we keep from doing that? We need some film study here. Goodness. We do. We just gave the ball to the plus side of Tech Talk. No. So, <clears throat> I think that, to me, is going to prepare him for the next opponent better, and so he's not confused. And, and again, that's where you have to go as the coordinator, as the quarterback's coach, or the whatever, the head coach, and, and say, okay, well, if we're doing all these things and you know we're still not able to avoid those mistakes, 
I think that's when you, as coaching staff, say, okay, we got to think about going with somebody different. Yeah, because my other thought was, you know, is this one of those deals where you just have to have patience because there's growing pains? I mean, I... And I don't think this coaching staff is anywhere close to at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say maybe, maybe I shouldn't say anywhere close. I just think they're, they're not there yet. And, and again, I, I got, I gotta believe if you're seeing some of those same mistakes this upcoming weekend, that the leash will be shorter. Yeah. You've been listening to the morning drive podcast from double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.